Hello, human beings. I hope you're having a fantastic day out there. Another beautiful October day. And today I have an amazing guest. So grateful to have him on, Chad L. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing good. Great to be here. So, so great. Um, me and Chad have been been communicating a little bit through through TikTok and Instagram for for a, a little while now, just exchanging some comments and and likes and whatnot. And I've just really liked what each other has been doing. I, I always appreciate the the messaging and the music and and the bars and cadences and flows and whatnot. And it's it's inspiring, man. I mean, uh, I really like what you do, and I, I appreciate your messaging. Thank you. You too, man. Like likewise, man. I, I definitely like what you're doing, and please keep it up. You know what I'm saying? We we definitely need that, especially in hip hop. Mm -hmm. And what's going on with the world? We definitely need a lot of positivity. So, mm -hmm. I mean, just thank you. Thank you for having me on there too. Mm, no, yeah, thank you. I I really, as far as hip hop, that's one of the main reasons I've gotten into it, and from from its inception has been all about the message. And I think a lot of times that's lost today in hip hop where it's not really about the message anymore. Um, and so I, I kind of try to, to bring a message in in most things I do as well as just having fun, you know, with bars and wordplay um, and different stuff like that as well. But, uh, you know, this this time we're living in is is a, a crazy time. So many so many things that we need to to mention and to to bring up and inspire thought in people's people's heads and i think music is a great way of doing that yeah mm -hmm. yeah like i think there is something i watched like not too long ago and it, it was one of my favorite mcs um they kind of had like a conversation similar to that too it's just kind of like where like what what kind of kind of what he was doing as a as a rapper, it was kind of like he was more because of the messaging and the music than I think he had like like a spiritual person like on a project of his like on a song, mm -hmm. and he he was kind of talking about that. He was talking he was talking about how rappers are leaders, and I and I kind of feel like that with artists. I feel like that with not just us as hip hop artists, as you know, just anybody that is kind of spreading that message if you're painting and you're painting about certain things or you certain things are, are the imagery that's yeah. you you being a leader that's you putting a message out there it's, it's the same for someone who's an activist someone who's kind of you you count a little bit all of, you know got a little bit of, of everywhere what they're doing so i definitely feel like that i think that anybody can lead but like i don't mm -hmm. i don't really you know, I try not to not look at it like that, you know, to where we're just artists. Like, what we do with the messaging is super important. So I, I that's why I kind of definitely think that, like, mm -hmm. the wordplay, that's always going to be, like, the first love part of being an artist. But yeah. The messages, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is uh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what's always been in rap. That's why we have NWA, Public Enemy, even you know guys Master like Flash. Eminem. 
Yeah, literally you know, the message the, the message. Message. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, like yeah. that's like the first, like that's like the first kind of like I guess you can say like first conscious hip hop song, really. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're talking about what's going on in the Bronx, like, mm -hmm. and that's where hip hop started at. Like that's it, it came from what was going on in New York and all the craziness going on there, and then people just spoke up. So I think that's. Uh, I think the message is, is always going to be a part of it. Like all the technical stuff is, is definitely going to be that. Especially if you're a, you're an MC, but that message is definitely going to be. You know, what I mean, it's it's probably going to be if it's not the main thing other than the technical stuff, it's probably going to be like right after that. Yeah, I've always it just thought, depends on artists. Yeah, I've always thought since we have had this power, we have. We have this mic, our voice to use, and so we should use it as as responsible as possible. You know, words are extremely powerful things. Yeah. So we should be as meticulous as possible. You know, everybody makes mistakes, and everybody, uh, you we want to be real at the end of the day. But we're we're creating these these mantras, and a lot of times we're we're reciting these things to ourselves. So um, if people listen to it over and over again, we play it over and over again these are like mantras we're saying to ourselves so if it's like a very depressing sad uh murderous mantra then that's probably going to be instilled into your life in some way and if it's some uh some maybe positive message or something that's that really feels with with a person in in a positive light then that can be uh, spread throughout their whole entire life in a way yeah like it's definitely affirmations yeah mm -hmm. like that like it, it is definitely affirmations because mm -hmm. you could not have a certain amount of money then or a certain possession or something like that not to make it just solely material or you know just just a certain place you're at and then you could wrap it you could write it you know, if you write affirmations too, because I do that too, like yeah, outside yeah, of like, like outside of like writing songs. Um, TikTok is a little different. Like I, since June of last, last year, 20, 2021, the, it's been mostly, mostly freestyle or whatever. But yeah, that's what we have to look at it as. Like it, it is affirmations. It is mantras. Like, if you and and in the mind state too, like if you're if you're in a relatively positive state of mind, I don't think certain things you rap about, like like if you're rapping about like certain things you're going through, mm -hmm. and you're just trying to you're getting that out of you know yeah, getting yeah. that off of your chest. Like I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I don't think mm -hmm. it's necessarily gonna manifest or yeah put yeah. some chaos in your life, but uh -huh. you know it, it might. You know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but. I just think that that's that's this kind of the thing, man. Like it just depends. It really depends on some of the artists, and it really just depends on where everybody's headspace is. If you're if you're trying to be a decent person, you're trying to be a good man or a good woman, mm -hmm. a decent person on planet Earth, man. You're it's gonna work out for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So when did, when did you really start emceeing, start rapping, and and whatnot, and what kind of inspired you to do so? When I really first started emceeing was in 2000. I think it was around October. I don't know the exact date in October, but it's kind of funny. So this is like my 
this would be like my 22nd anniversary because I started wow. I started writing and rapping, taking it serious when I was 14. And I think at that time, like the first things that made me really want to rap, I had had Jay-Z Volume 2. Mm-hmm. And there was just something about that album. There was something about him that I don't know why it resonated, but that's the album that was like, I want to learn how to rap. Mm. I didn't learn how to rap then. I think I was maybe like 12, maybe 13. So I, I, I didn't really quite get into the writing and freestyling aspect until like a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. But it was that. And I used to skateboard too. And one skateboard competition I went to, I, think it, I don't know if it was in 99 or in 2000. I think it might have been in like 99. They, the college radio station was there. They kind of hosted the event. Mm-hmm. They were tossing out CDs. And one of the other things that made me want to get into this and, and what made me kind of do it was uh, this mixtape called MCA Future Flavors, hosted by Pete Rock and Marley Marl. Mm. It had the Roots on there, Black mm-hmm. Thought, uh, Black Star, Most Def, Tyler Kwali, Common, Sauce Money, who was affiliated with Rockefeller and Jay-Z and all that. And I just remember being blown away by that. Oh, Jizz on there as well. Jizz a genius from uh, mm-hmm. Wu-Tang. Yeah. And I just remember wow. being blown away by that. And that that's what kind of got me into music and maybe take it serious then buying all the sources and double XLs and kind of learning about the difference between a lot of things like underground hip hop or and commercial hip hop and everything like that. So mm-hmm. that kind of got me into those particular things got me into that. Um, and I'm in high school and kind of skateboarding. So I was kind of balancing out all that stuff, but, just learning a lot of stuff and just just kind of figuring out how to do wordplay and punchlines. Uh, I joined a rap crew in like '02, ran with those guys for a very long time. Um, then, kind of towards like maybe like '09, 2010, several falling outs uh, due to creative differences. You know, nothing mm-hmm. too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to be a little careful too, because I've I've had some stuff kind of going behind the scenes, so I don't want to go too crazy with it. But yeah, um, for sure, for sure. you know, after then, I think my first project uh, that I was working on, I wasn't necessarily a part of the crew then, because it was after that. Fa- it was after like a big falling out. I kind of was like, yo, I just want to do this alone. Want to figure it out. And there were some issues that we kind of worked through. So we ended up, I ended up kind of joining them, not under contract, just kind of like, yo, I'll be a part of the squad again. Cause you know, we, we came up together. We, we've been working on music for this long might as well. Mm-hmm. And the project was a free download project. That was my whole thing too. Cause at that time, the, the guys who were like my age, like Wale, J. Cole, Cuddy, mm-hmm. Big Sean, all, all, pretty much all those guys like on the freshman cover from thinking like maybe 09 or 2010 yeah. in 2011, 2012. Like all those guys are like all my, all my age right now. So at that time I was like, 
all right, that's what I want to do. I want to put out some free music for a little bit. Then when I get to a place where I feel comfortable and do whatever, then we start putting out that stuff. And yeah, yeah. I think I'd kind of talked to the person I'd ran with about that. And I don't think this person liked it. So there was that was kind of that. But by the time I got finished with this project, um, we just we just kind of were going down different paths. I think this person was kind of going down more of the not necessarily like conscious path or whatever, but you know, or just kind of more of, of of more of like a celebrity path. And me is is kind of like where I'm still at now, where mm-hmm. music wise for me. I want to make a living out of this. But I also, you know, there's just certain things that I don't think appeal to me too much. Like, it's a little bit of balance Mm -hmm. of material things. Like, I like cars and stuff like that, but there's just certain things that, you know, I don't necessarily need. Yeah, but it it sounds like you just don't really want to sell your soul and and project someone that who who you're really not, in a sense. And a lot of times people people have to do that in order for some, some sort of fame. And I mean, some people can get can get really lucky and and not have to do any of that and just who they are and and the realness in the music is authentic and it's it's transferred and and shown but a lot of a lot of people just have to promote a, a message that is just for clicks and views at the end of the day yeah yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. the or is this kind of like in my opinion i think that when you kind of learn the spectrums of industry independent and then like independent like a like a label independent mm-hmm. i think that a lot of us think that oh okay well if i do this this means i'm gonna have lots of money people are gonna know who i am and i'm gonna be famous and this that and the third and some of that stuff where you're independent like even like like a like a like indie label type independent because a lot of those guys will put you in the same places that a major can mm-hmm. you can still have some type of acclaim some type of fame some type of success and i just think that a lot of people don't necessarily look at it that way then i think for a lot of us too that you know we're kind of you know you're a regular person i guess you know what i'm saying like and not not necessarily yeah. saying you but like just just most of us like mm-hmm. you're yeah, yeah. you know you're just doing music, but you may have like a job or you may work independently or you be, you just be doing some odd jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got to get by somehow. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the, the hard part about that for some people might be funding the music because you're funding the music yourself. So, yeah. so a lot of people may not take that serious because it's like, all right, well, dude, you got a job. I can see you bagging groceries or pumping my gas or, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we or flipping the burgers. No, 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 no. Um, the situations that I've always kind of been a part of. Uh, mm-hmm. the first situation, not it wasn't necessarily a label. I think this person wanted to move that way, mm-hmm. but I never, I didn't sign any contracts presented. They were presented like at certain times, and I never really thought about signing the the contract to this person because at the time I was kind of like, well, I just kind of wanted to be in the crew. I didn't necessarily want to do the label thing. 
you know, mm-hmm. with this yeah. particular person I was working with. Then I was in other rap crews kind of after, because like after I left this one in 2010, towards like the end end of 2010, like December, I think it was December 13th, 2010, I released my first project that was free download. It was on that piff. Then I later moved mm-hmm. it to when I had a Bandcamp page. I got rid of it uh, not too long ago, okay. and I'm in the process of, um, just for certain reasons. Uh, I, I there's a lot of stuff that kind of happened over <laughs> the last few years. But yeah, uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, you, you don't have to ask, don't have to say anything. Or, but but yeah, I just yeah, I just didn't yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I just didn't feel like having it anymore. But um, uh-huh. but at that time, I released this project. 2010 my good friend who was a dj i had bumped into him i think like maybe like a month before mm-hmm. around the t- right around the time before releasing it i let him know that I, I was taking music serious but you know i was you know about to release this project and he's like "Ooh," you know what i'm saying then we ended up doing some shows my first show i think was like january 21st 2011 it's crazy mm-hmm. i still remember that so started doing shows with him. There is this local crew who had kind of they they weren't affiliated with this person as far as a label. They had just kind of worked with this person because this person has other services, like he has a in, in studio, he's a graphic artist and things like that. So they had worked with him mm-hmm. with some graphics and things like that. I joined the second rap crew, and I think around the same time, like 2011 then kind of disbanded from those guys and kind of kept it independent for the most part uh, throughout from 2013 to like now. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of the same thing, like a non-contractual thing. Like their, their feature, their, their project they had me featured on because we were, we were kind of joking because it was our first show. I kind of sent them an invite. They couldn't make it out. But I hit them up about a feature, or they hit me up about a feature, and ended up getting on their project. But their project was very similar to how my second project that I I was working on kind of sounded. I'm like, yeah, this project you guys are working on is kind of like mine. Like sounds about the same, mm-hmm. and ended up kind of rocking with those guys. It was like the duo was my age, like the duo was my age and like my my age range. And then like they they had like I think it was like his little cousin, the person who was kind of doing the beats and doing all the stuff over in the second crew. Mm-hmm. His little cousin, they had a duo. Him, him and this other kid at the time. And they had because they were making music in high school, you know, we're older than them, we're out of high school and everything like that. But these guys kind of had it on lock as far as what they were doing. They had that, they had their audience. So it, it just kind of felt cool at the time. Then I think it was kind of the same thing with the first rap crew. Like the first rap crew was just kind of like, I think everybody was on different paths. This one, I think everybody was just kind of, Hey, we're going to go down this path. We're going to shoot for radio. And I'm thinking, I'm just kind of making music that can go to radio that can go to whatever. So we just kind of disbanded from there. Then it's just kind of been me doing a lot of stuff since like 2013. I think 2013, I got a, Beat Machine, uh, The Machine. I think at the time I had The Machine Micro Mach 2. Okay. And I tried to get a mic at a preamp. That didn't really work. But I, I was really trying to, like, yo, I want to do 
all this stuff. That's that's kind of been my thing too when I started. It was like when I realized that a lot of rappers were producers as well and made beats yeah. and did a lot of stuff. It was like, all right, cool. I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely want to rap. Like that's the that's the main passion. But I want to do beats. I want to do video and things like that. So I think that kind of expanded over to where I'm kind of at now too. Like with the vlog and what I do with my vlog. Uh, I have a vlog series called To Thine Own Self. It's, it's actually kind of dedicated to my sobriety. That's a whole other story in itself. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, it's just kind of been that. This is really being serious about this, but also being grounded about it, like knowing that, all right, cool. You know, I, I've never really been the street dude from where I kind of come from and, you know, my upbringing and everything like that. So it, it was rapping about having the nine to five and mm-hmm. going through those things. It was rapping about anxiety and depression and dealing with those things and de- dealing with a lot of stuff that yeah. I think that probably then and maybe a little bit now, then it was probably a little bit more kind of not as accepted yet to whereas now, especially with all this stuff going on with people and vices and everything like that which yeah. you know i've never really had and just you know never really had any crazy vices um but you know with anxiety depression and you know mental health it like that's where the the music just came in so it's just it's always just been that just trying to be me in and out of music 100 percent. yeah so how, how, how have you balanced that like still creating with your passion and creating music while working a nine-to-five and whatnot. And it's kind of a lot of... For me, it's it's freestyle, because I actually... My nine-to-five is a little different now. <laughs> like, I actually work mm-hmm. for me independently, but it's oh, yeah. more gig work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more gig work because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I think the pandemic, it just started a lot of people being independent yeah. You have some people, they they start their own business and they have, you know, brick and mortar stuff. They, they have a place they got to make sure they're running. Mm-hmm. Some people are doing the, the ride share stuff and things like that. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, a I'm, lot of people I've been doing DoorDash for the, since the pandemic. All right, cool. I don't feel I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad now. I can I can talk about it. That's that's, that's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. things I do. <laughs> that's one of the things yeah. I do. So I've been doing that since, since the pandemic. There's a. Something else I've been doing too since March of uh, this year. So, mm-hmm. so I do that. So I've been doing that, mm-hmm. and that was just kind of like I, I kind of getting to the answering the question. I feel like it's just a, a lot of bouncing out, and when it's not too freestyle, just kind of like I do try to get in my planner and be like, I'm going to the studio. October, whatever, or going to the studio September, whatever, it's going to be from one to three. So I try to make sure that there is time to work and also time to rest, also time to work on things like work on music, work on social media, TikTok, and all those other things. So it's just kind of Getting better with time management, I think that's that's kind of always been my thing. I think that the mind state that I had then when I was younger was, oh, man, I got to go to the job. I don't know if then I have to work for someone else. Now it's just kind of like I can 
kind of do what I want to do, mm-hmm. and then get to these things. So it's just kind of making sure that the, the time for everything is balanced out, and, and then there's no one when the rest. That that was another thing for me too, because you have so many people telling you, "Oh, you're not doing this, or you're not doing that, or you're mm-hmm. what are you doing?" So as you, you kind of feel bad, and shit. Yeah. yeah, you start mm-hmm. and you start feeling bad for like taking a break or having a day yeah. off or yeah that's detrimental dude. right there you just like you're to a ground yeah dude i, I don't want to burn out I've, I've had burnout before like mm-hmm. i had burnout before when it was the nine to five and trying to do music and post on social media that it was it was crazy like I, yeah and, we, we were so, so many hats for real yeah mm-hmm. so it's just just making time and i i would probably say for <laughs> the musicians out there who are a little, a lot, you know, you're, you're serious about this if, if you're, you know, putting time to your music, but there's this kind of schedule a little bit better. Like, that's that's yeah. one of the things I've been trying to work mm-hmm. on, but like, just yeah. work, S- setting time aside, rest for, for everything. Yeah. 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 This is doing all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that balance is tough, especially when, when we wear so many hats. Like, me, for example, I started producing before I ever even was freestyling or rapping, really. Um, so I was, I started producing, just like making beats. I've always uh, been like drumming when I was a kid, uh, try to play some piano and whatnot. So I was in the, in the making the beats for, for some of my friends and then they were writing some stuff, freestyling. And I was like, oh, let me get, let me give this a try. And then over time, just like the countless nights by myself, just making beats and then, then writing just so therapeutic to me and then over time it just got into more and more serious um thought I wasn't good enough for the longest time stopped for a while then I go to college still making some beats but not really writing as much and then for about a year just over a year I've been taking it a lot more seriously released some uh some songs on to Apple Music and Spotify and whatnot been posting on TikTok been posting on this bars app uh, just to keep the pen sharp and so I've just been making beats and writing and whatnot from from doing that and then posting and mastering, mixing. So just to learn all of that alone and then do it is, you know, it it's crazy. It, it to to have that balance is is tough for a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um yeah. It says on the Zoom we got, we got 10 minutes left. Or I gotta like upgrade some shit. Um, so let me, I wanted to give you some quotes from Marcus Aurelius's meditations. And uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read some quotes and then, uh, just let me know what, what you think, what, what these things bring to your mind or spur of some inspiration. All right. Huh? How's that sound? That's cool. Bet, bet. All right. Do not dream of possession of what you do not have. Rather, reflect on the greatest blessings and what you do have. But at the same time, you must be careful not to let your pleasure in them habituate you to dependency, to avoid distress if they are sometimes absent. Withdraw into yourself. To me, that means whatever you're trying to bring in, into your life, mm-hmm. definitely try to manifest it. 
but also kind of let go of the attachment of it and then just be happy with what you got. And I think it gets hard sometimes with that because it's like, I could have more. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, you know, I mean, if you're if you're kind of somebody that that if you if you really been doing the work or kind of have that mind state, I think that you're gonna be happy with. All right, cool. I have the one camera that does everything that I need. I can get the second camera later. Or I can get this thousand dollar camera later. I want this car, but I'm happy with this car. It gets me from point A to point B. And I, I think it's just a little bit of that. Just kind of letting go of attachment, being happy with the things you do have, be, and, and, and having gratitude. I, I think yeah. that's that's what I think it is. I, I definitely agree. Like, having a, a gratitude mindset for what you have now. Like, if you're not grateful for what you have now, then then how are you ever going to attain more? Of course, we want to we wanna manifest these things. And sometimes we just look in the mirror and we're like, damn, like, I'm I'm not fucking with myself right now. Like, these things I've been doing, these patterns, who I am, like, I want, I want to be better. I want to grow. Um, but you just gotta, you just gotta love yourself in the moment and know that every day you're just gonna add another layer of paint onto, onto the progress of, of who you want to be. And I think that's, that's just so important. And that could take, take years and, and time and to just have that perspective at the end of the day, just to take, take a step back, breathe, meditate, whatever you need to do to, to tell yourself it's, it's good. Like you're in this process. Like this is a, an ongoing thing. Like, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> ebb and flow, man. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> like I thought about this on TikTok before, like mm-hmm. it, some, some things are ebb and flow and some things are consistent. I think sometimes it's ebb and flow before it just stays that, that steady, that steadiness. And sometimes it's steady and you're going to go through ebb and flow. It just, I really think it just depends on, on us, you know, it just depends on us and where we're at, like where, where, where your thinking is, where you're, you're actually trying to go. So I just think it's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Another one we got here. Remember that what pulls the strings is that part of us hidden inside. That is the power to act. That is the principle of life that one could say is the man himself. So never give any equal thought to the vessel which contains it or the organs built around it. These are an instrument like an axe, differing only in their attachment to the body. There is no more use in these parts without the agency which starts which start which starts or stops them than in the shuttle without the weaver the pen without the writer and the whip without the driver. And this is my book too. So <laughs> this is my book. I, I, yeah. I just got, I got done with this book. I think it was July or August. And I yeah. think I got done with Seneca too. So. Oh, you did? I mean, yeah, me, me, yeah, me and you talked about that on uh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, about these gentlemen, Marcus Aurelius and Seneca. Yeah. And just yeah, time, I'm blown timeless. away by them. Timeless. But what I take away from that is it's whatever you give your attention to. That's what I kind of got from that when I read it and, you know, hearing it again from you mm-hmm. and just kind of how I would kind of interpret it is just whatever you, you know, whatever you're focused on, that's what's going to grow. So if you focus on mm-hmm. music, your life, everything.